Guys, it's been a while. It's been a minute. You caught up in this lingo also. It's the first time I heard that was yeah. very no, I'm not caught up in it. I'm kind of fascinated by it. When I hear, when I hear something like new, mm. then I first try to decipher it in my mind. Like, why would they say that? And then when I discovered it, and then I, I make sure to use it like once or twice, but just to make people aware of the fact that I also know. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullah. I don't even know Personal. what you're talking about. I must have completely. It's been a minute. It's like, it's been a while. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't know you were talking about that. No, I don't know. Why is a minute? Because a minute is like pretty no, but short. It's, it's actually interesting because if you look at the Arabic, we say sa'a for a moment, sa'a is for a minute, sa'a is for a... I think it's just because, you know, this generation is so fixated on instantaneous pleasure that even a minute is too long. Uh, it's ajib. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, talking about this generation, like the... The language, man, subhanAllah. It's like on another level of colloquial. Like we, we, we obviously spoke and sometimes still speak colloquially. But youngsters today, they have unique, like something is stupid, you know? For it's like, it's, it's quiet, man. Something is stupid, yeah. So that, you know, like it used to be that's, that's, that's dope. That's dope. Right? Now it's like That's stupid <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Allah knows best That's stupid Yeah no, Like in the literal stupid. sense <laughs> So uh, guys yeah, so. The the reason for uh, Wanting to get back together again Seriously on a, on a very serious note Is that I constantly get feedback from people Up until this day People I've never met before And they say Molana uh, I really like that podcast you have with the guys and I was so inspired by it. Like really, I'm talking about young young people, man. I went to a nikah not too long ago and uh, this young guy, I've never met him in my life before. He says, um, and then he named us, each one, right? And he specifically like mentioned certain things that we said. He said, look, yeah, it's so inspiring and it's funny also, which I really like because normally it's like, oh, it's funny, you know? And mm. then you kind of lose the point of it because it just becomes all about the humor. But he said, mm. no, it's inspiring. And it's funny also. And of course, the Nia was always to get back onto it. And everybody's busy. But inshallah, we're going to make the time. What do you say? Yeah, let's, let's make the intention strong, inshallah. I mean, I mean, I mean. You're just full of smiles today. Yeah, I'm happy to be back here. Good company, <laughs> alhamdulillah. Sometimes you... Uh, subhanallah, I was telling the students the other day at the madrasa. I was saying that, um, you know, you look again, it's the end of the year. Yeah. We sat and we do like this whole goal setting thing and whatever it may be, and then we review the goals and whatever. And now, obviously, we're reviewing the year. I was like, Cause someone feel like yesterday we were mm. sitting and doing this, man. Mm. But um, yeah, you get so caught up in what you do, and then every now and then you miss out on, on good company. So yeah, I'm sorry. I'm really yeah, no. <coughs> in fact, when I must just mention to the to our listeners and our viewers that when the guys are on their way here, they, they made a stop somewhere else, and uh, that would mean that they're not going to be on time. And I just said nothing, I just because I was, you know, and they were like surprised because I'm not, we you guys late, you know, you need to start now. Alhamdulillah, I'm happy to have you guys again uh, together. Um, t- we decided instead of doing ajaza always, you know, while that's always a benefit, we, inshallah ta'ala, we're going to be choosing topics. And um, initially, we were going to talk about the holidays and then Zakaria came in with a curveball. Tell us what you... I was just saying that, you know, I mean, why are we talking about the holidays right now? Whilst people are in the midst of exams and... I can tell you why. Students are under pressure. Because I want to go on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and actually, you know, why that came to mind, a number of, like, student groups asked me to say something at the pre-exam khatam and stuff like that. And and I thought it's very important for people to have the right frame of mind heading into this period. Mm. Like, the world is just, has become a very stressful place. No. And uh, maybe we can say some things that will help people through that or, you know, drive people, motivate people to excellence or mm. help them carry their burdens or whatever the case may be. Was there always such hype around uh, when people go write exams, then everybody, because for me, it feels like I never had that. <laughs> it's yeah. like, you're going to go write exams, okay, go write exams. But now you get like the imam in the masjid, he makes an announcement and they make dua on the radio. Then you get on social media. And now you get these, uh, you get these uh, metric gift stuff. Really? I saw my cousin, they have a thing, sash balloons. They make these metric gifts. 
like a pack for you to have stuff to eat while you're studying. That's nice. You can support them also. Look, generally, generally, I was saying the other day. Advertising. No, no, just joking. Generally, I was saying the other day, just things in general have um, a big, around anything in general, there's a bigger sense of awareness all of a sudden. I'm because not going to lie Because of the connectivity in the world right now, man. Uh. I mean, you're hearing about, I mean, you, you think about World Coffee Day, for example, you think about, like there's this random days, man. <laughs> what, there was one the other day, man. What I, know what I think mean. today, yesterday was like World Fried Chicken Day. Something like that, man. But there was no, another joking. weird one the I'm other not, day. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not joking, like, World Fried Chicken Day. There's like, there was like, there's like these weird days, man. but I was saying that it's like, you know, everything is a heightened awareness around things because yeah. of the fact that it's popping up on the statuses, is this, is that, and whatever. And then now is it like, you know, whenever they, they used to do it on the radio, for example, well wishes to the matriculants, whatever. If I'm thinking now, maybe 10 years back or whatever, <clears throat> maybe in the newspaper even before yeah. that, when you're much smaller, you'll see, okay, all the best, what, what, what. But now it's statuses, pictures, everything else. So now everybody's in the buzz, everyone's seeing it and... When you're seeing it, it's on your mind and then people speak about it. Then, but uh, I think, you know, beyond the hype, man, the reason I felt it's, it's, it's important to speak about is beyond the hype, the pressure is like so much intensified. Man. Why is that? I mean, like I've also noticed that I, I teach some uh, kids, like youth, and I feel as though the, the pressure that they face at school mm. and with exams is far greater than what I've ever experienced. And, and I mean, this is not just from... Um, sort of anecdotal observation, this is when I'm actually asking them. Mm. Like at the beginning of the madrasa year, I asked the question, um, what are the topics that you would like to see addressed here, man? Knowing that we're trying to address things differently. Mm. I think every second answer was an, was an answer that I'd expect from adults early, you know, like 20-somethings, 30-somethings, time management, stress management, how to deal with pressure, like those type of questions. Mm. So I don't know. Is that uh, is that like a common thing? But before before you answer that now, the topic is actually about like dealing with exam, pre-holidays, planning, so on and so forth. But I was like shocked because uh, there was this one Facebook. I hardly go on Facebook. When I do, then I'm always shocked at what I see. I only so go on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> you look for coffee machines. <laughs> Somebody posted uh, something about Halloween, man. Like, mm. why, why do Muslims, like, want to celebrate Halloween? And I thought, as well, yeah, why? Mm. We've never done it here locally before. It's only in the last couple of years that it's kind of become hyped up. And then they spoke about how it's, like, such a trend in uh, Saudi Arabia. And I've seen posts from Saudi, like, you know, even people that I know. So it's, uh, it's weird. And then, lo and behold, uh, somebody went and said, like, yeah, it's, it's the same thing, like, like Maulid. Like, they literally compete. Now, you know, I, I actually feel... When we strip a community of their own celebrations and their own forms of celebration, they look for it elsewhere. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And to be honest with you, like my thrust, you know, in, uh, I mean, we just passed Rabi on Owen. No. But one of the aspects that I focused on a lot, you know, wherever I was talking and stuff like that in, in Rabi on Owen was the idea that, you know, I don't want to get into all difference of opinion. Some people want to celebrate Maulid, other people don't want to celebrate Maulid. But the idea of expressing joy and happiness and celebration shouldn't be stifled man, because 100%. human beings require that and if they don't have it in, in good forms then they look for it in other forms yeah uh, look here my way of, of expressing it is that um, if you don't have your own culture then a culture will be thrust upon you yeah mm. and the same thing applies to your family members man, like your kids mm. if you don't create a culture for your family for your children don't think that they're going to be without one. They are yeah. going to find one. <clears throat> yeah. So you might not be, like I don't consider myself to be too into cultural stuff, but I fully acknowledge the importance thereof, man. Like mm. it's critically important because you, if you lose it, you've got one of two choices. Either you replace it with something better mm. or it will be replaced with something worse. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's one or the other. Now, but that was a side note um, yeah. because of the holiday thing. But now you look like you're itching to say something. No, no, no. I'm uh, again really alhamdulillah. Uh, now, you know, about the, you work with youth a lot. Um, I, and I don't think this just applies to youth. Man. Like, no. You get crunch times in work. You get, uh, and people oftentimes they, they place upon themselves pressures like, if I don't do 
X or if I don't get X promotion or if I don't meet certain targets. Yeah. And it's like they feel like it's going to be the end of the world. But here's a stark difference though. What you're mentioning now from an adult perspective, right, is uh, like self-imposed pressure a lot of the time. And if it's external, then it's one or two channels, whether it's work, whether it's home. No, whether I it's think adults adult. also have external imposed pressures from their family, from... Yeah, but what I'm going to say now is that Matrix specifically have a massive, like, stream of pressure coming in from all directions. Mm. Like, even the youth, they would tell me that the type of language is, look here, you know, if you don't make it, if you don't get good grades, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? Where are you going to fit in? Mm. What are you going to do? So the amount of, the, like, they hinge your whole, the rest of your life on the results that you're about to get. Yeah. And the first thing I do when kids coming for coaching to to me specifically and they talk about stress and worrying because I'm just like, look, yeah, that's okay. It's like the rest of your life, wallahi, does not depend on the report you're about to get. Mm. At the end of the day, you know, you must understand that you, you have what you have, you are where you are, make the best of it mm. and take the time now, however late it may be, however early it may be, do what you need to to utilize what remains as best as you possibly can beyond that you can't do more. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, um, and then I, I did something the other day and it, it worked quite well. I don't know how well it's going to work here. But I told um, a group of kids that, we, that we're mentoring and I told them, look here, man, like your time and your focus, no? it's like a commodity, man. Mm. Just like money. Say you have 200 bucks in your pocket. Now I come to you and I'm like, look here, man, can you give me 50 bucks, man, please? Mm. Like I really need 50 bucks. You're like, you know what? I'm going to help you, man. He has 50 bucks. Okay, cool. Now you come and you're like, okay, I need 100 bucks. Now you're like, okay, 100 bucks. I tell them how much you got left. I'm like, 50 bucks. I said, okay, cool. Now, Saudi comes to you and he's like, can you give me a 200 bucks? Now you beat yourself up because look here, I want to give Saudi 200 bucks. But like I only slightly, have... slightly away. Like, like, like in. So, yeah, that's fine. Okay. We have fancy mics now. Yeah, I'm see, I must get used to the stick. No? <laughs> <laughs> so now he's like, um, but now you're beating yourself up. You're like, yo, I'm sorry, I can't, or whatever. But look here, man. You did what you could. You gave 50 bucks here, 100 bucks here. Now this is your last 50 bucks gone. So you know what you did with it. You know where mm -hmm. it went. So how do you, you know, are you still sitting here stressing yourself out, out about it, man? So your time is as limited as that. You have so much amount of, so you have this amount of time. You have this amount of sleep you need to have. You have this, and now you're losing out on sleep because you need to give more for this and more for that and whatever. When it's up, it's up. When your focus is up, it's up. Yeah. I'm like, the biggest thing that people stumble on this time of the year is push themselves beyond peak performance. Man. Like, look here, you have that peak performance for a certain amount of time. Now is it going to go tank? Now when it's tanking, you push yourself and you push yourself. Then you're tanking the next day already and the next day. And you see, I think oftentimes people also do that on account of like a feeling of guilt, man. You wasted your time the whole year. Yeah. Now it comes to exam time. And <laughs> like you, know, yeah, you know you need to perform. <laughs> So you like to try to do a s more than you can actually manage in that period mm. of time. So I understand where the pressure comes from that perspective. Yeah. However, <clears throat> the way I think about it is, is that like, you know, though we, we are religious people, alhamdulillah, we're people who believe in Allah. We do live in a secular world, man. And oftentimes secular thinking just, Consume, it just subsumes us, you know, the secular world subsumes us and we start thinking like that. <laughs> and what I mean thereby is that we, though we may not consciously do it, but we think of our schooling as a secular thing, mm. divorced from the whole of our lives, which is essentially a journey of trying to please <clears throat> Allah. Yeah. That, that is my biggest problem uh, with this whole thing of, of pressure mm. because we buying in. To the rat race, man. We're buying into Al-Hakumut-Takathur. Mm. More and more and more. I don't have a problem with achieving uh, achieving great results. No, we encourage that. Exactly. We encourage that. But my question is, why? What's your motivation? Yes. <clears throat> if, if you just bear with me, right? So you, you send your child to school. What school? What's your, what, what's your motivation for choosing that school? No, it's the best school, right? What, what do you mean by that? Are they going to give your child the best akhlaq? Do they have the most educated teachers? Uh, is it that they, they really have good manners you know, in their kids? What is, what's your definition of the best? Okay, fine. You chose the best school. Next step. Now you push them. Every day, extra lessons. I mean, I heard of like children in primary school doing extra lessons in maths and extra lessons in this. And I'm like, what do you possibly learn? <laughs> but okay, 
You push them, you push them. Every exam you push them. For what? To get to the next grade. To get the next good mark. And then it goes all the way to matric. So that you can get, what do they call it now? Distinctions. Or they still call that. Okay, distinction and exemption and all of these things. But to, get, to, to do what? To go into a good university. To do what? So that you can study harder. So that you can get a good result. To do what? So that you can get a... Good job. Good job. To do what? And good money. So that you can get good money. So that you can do what? Live comfortably. Buy stuff. And pay for the same cycle with your kids. That's where it ends. The aspirations don't go beyond that. And I have a huge problem with that being the definition of what life is about. Well, I feel like a bit of a broken record saying this. Because I probably said it in so many different places before. But I think it's pertinent. man. In my first lecture... In, uh, I think it was in my first economics lecture at UCT, they were talking about, you know, the utility of, uh, of, of, of studying at different levels. And so the lecturer like, gave some charts of different st- levels of study and average salaries in relation to that. So he spoke about if you leave school at grade nine, then this is like the average salary that such a person earns. And, uh, and you get anomalies, you get outliers, but... If you finish matric, it's slightly higher. Mm. If you finish a uh, bachelor's, then it's slightly higher. Or f- firstly, a diploma, then a bachelor's, then an honors, then a uh, master's, and a PhD. And I think he said, like, PhD, sometimes it actually, sometimes takes a dip. Mm. Oh, um, but for me, it was like a very, very, like, shallow assessment of things. No. At the motivation... The primary motivation, and I think it does become like that for a lot of people, right? Mm. Is that you get motivated by the money that you earn. Mm. And that always made me think of the story of Qarun. Mm. It always made me think about the story. Inna Qaruna kana min qawmi Musa fabagha alihim. Wa ataynahu min al-kunuzi ma inna mafatihahu latanu'u bil-usbati ulil quwa. Idh qala lahu qawmu la tafrah, inna allaha la yuhibbu al-farihin. Qarun is from the people of Musa alayhi salam. But he transgressed against them. Allah says, we gave him such treasures, the keys to which would pose a challenge for a large group of men of strength to pick up. He had the, the keys to his treasures. The keys to his treasures would have posed a challenge for a group of men to pick up. When his people told him, hey, don't become arrogant, don't exult. Uh, you know, don't become so happy that it leads to arrogance because of what you have. Allah doesn't love those who exalt. Um, and then they give him some advices. You're okay. sending me to research mode now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, I don't know, we, we uh, paused over there. But uh, the the people of Qarun gave him some other advices, which we will check up whether advices is a real word or not later. Now um, they have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, <laughs> now they know what I spoke about. Well, now paused the recording and he told me advice is not a word, but it just came out of my mouth because I probably heard it from him at some point in time. So now I'll blame <laughs> him for my using it. <laughs> but um, they gave him some advice, which included four pertinent pieces, pieces of advice. No. Um, and he then responds to them and he says to them, I have only been given it because of my knowledge. He says, like he attributes his wealth and his status and everything. He says, I have only been given it. I only have it because of my knowledge. Mm. And I just thought to myself, man, if I'm going along with the motivations of all of these people who are telling me, you know, the more you study, the more you earn, Mm. then when I actually earn that money, won't I think, hey, I have the money that I have, I have the job that I have because of the knowledge that I have. Mm. And then I'm a different to Qarun. And then we know the story of Qarun as it goes on a bit later. I mean, he's, the, the earth eventually swallows him with, with all his wealth. I'm sure Qasas for those who want to check that uh, very beautiful story there. Look, you know, if, if what would be very interesting now yeah. is, um, and I mean, maybe even the viewers, if you're watching this, just comment it in or whatever it may be, right? To find out how many people, right, as adults, have their lives centered around, from an earning perspective, <clears throat> around what they were studying for or what they were aiming for through the way they channeled the efforts during their schooling years. Like, 
I think that would be very interesting. Now, look, um, I I would like to state that um, firstly, if you're listening, not if you're watching, because these are, I think the idea behind a podcast is first audio and the video is kind of secondary. But if you are listening, uh, reach out to us if you kind of share your if you if you share in similar sentiments and you don't like the rat race, whether you're part of the rat race or not, and you bought into this whole system of things, that's a different story. Because I mean, most people are. But how do you feel about it? Like, what's your genuine feelings? Like, is this how things should be? Who, who dictated that this is how life must be? Well, and 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 then my. My own personal, uh, I've also been like, I really, I, I really push this a lot when I speak to youth, especially. But my most influential message from the Quran in this regard is, It's such a simple, straightforward, but profound surah because of how Allah speaks to us at the beginning, you know. And I just want to share that with somebody who's perhaps never uh, heard it before. So, means get you busy. But kept you busy in, in a negative sense, like kept you busy with nonsense. Diverted you. Diverted you, yeah. Distracted you. Yes. It's not like kept you busy as, you know, like we say today, oh, I'm busy. Maybe it maybe it is actually quite a apt description, but you've been kept busy. And then Allah doesn't tell you from what. He says, At-takathur, the vying with one another to amass wealth. That kept you busy. But he doesn't state explicitly from what. And what, what's profound for me in, in this surah is not what is mentioned, but what is implied. Because nobody has ever read that surah and asked, so what's the answer from what? Because everybody knows. <laughs> we all know what we should be doing, what we ought to be doing, and what keeps us busy from doing those things. Mm. It's like, it's like subhanAllah. Yeah. No? And that's the nature of the Quran. And I think my, the point that I want to get across is this you don't have to just buy into the system and there, there, there is another way and it doesn't mean you must necessarily change what you do but it's it's more important for me to change why you're doing it look I think also it's important just to like <clears throat> just to like uh, circles back to the objective of like you know today's discussion around like stress and the exams coming up and whatever it may be and like Mula Isha's point being like look it can't just be about Look at what my bank account's gonna look like. Look at me. Maybe. B- before I make a point, you know, I was just thinking about this recently. If we if we consider most people's pressures and they trace that pressure back to the root, like for example, a matriculant will tell you their pressure is, you know, getting an exemption, maybe getting into a good university, passing the exam. A grade eleven person will tell you it's you know getting good results in the in the. Matric, I mean, in, in grade 11 so that they can maybe get into a good class in grade 12 or they can be set up to get good results in grade 12. You ask a university student well, he wants to go into the next year um, or he wants to graduate well or he wants to, uh, you know, achieve something and, and people in work will tell you that they want to get a promotion maybe or whatever. They want to get their bonuses. But if you trace, so that's the apparent pressure man, at the very superficial level, but if you trace back, why, what is that pressure actually about man? But often comes back to a a over concern about risk. Sometimes. Now I think if you think about it, honestly, most of the time it goes back to a pressure about risk. No. From, from and, from and, and the solution to that. More more from an adult perspective. Nope. Not from not from a young not from a youth perspective all the time. Most what of I'm time. saying is it could be, right? I use this analogy, right? So, um, so you're like, okay, you ask somebody, right? Now you ask them, look here, where's this pressure coming from? So I use this analogy of a building. So they answer first. Now they're like, ah, you know, it's school, man. Now I tell them, look here, you know, if you come to a building, right? Then there's the reception or the lobby. Come to the lobby, you come to the reception. Mm. Everything looks nice, there, whatever, whatever. That's the answer you gave me now. I'm like, look here, let's go inside. Man. Mm. Let's take a step further. Where's the pressure coming from? Now it's like, now they give another answer. Parents. Now it's like, you know, maybe the parents, whatever. Now it's like, okay, look here. Maybe we're on the first floor now, but we're not, th- we're not th- in your room. Mm. We need to, you know, take a, take a deep. Then what happens is like you're saying, the tracing that root cause, man. And a lot of the times it's society, it's your parents. You don't look like a failure. But even then, if, what I'm saying is, even if you go, why do the parents have that pressure? Oh yeah, then, it, then it's them. At, so what I'm saying, it comes back to this idea of, of, of amassment, man, of the risk. 
And the solution to that is just have tawakkul man. Mm. Yeah. If you had tawakkul in Allah, you're, you're like you're supposed to. And you're right. Yeah. But we can't take for granted that people really understand tawakkul. So that's what I'm going to say it now. Because the pandemic taught me that we, oh, mm. <laughs> very few people actually know what tawakkul means. It's wow. crazy. Like the pandemic taught me like, yo, you know, something as simple as tawakkul is so heavily misunderstood. Mm. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't even know how to begin to deal with that because when you when let's simple things, you know, now, bismillah, if you placed your trust in Allah, as it is his right that you place your trust in him, he would have sustained you like he sustained the bird. It goes out, it makes its effort. It expends its effort. It goes out in the morning, and at the night, in the night time, it returns. Sorry, you must come closer and you must go further away. In the night time, it returns full-bellied. Ah. And uh, the the bird doesn't spare any effort in going to seek its risk. But it's not concerned about tomorrow. You, I mean, I don't know which birds you know that they have fridges or freezers mm. or anything like that. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's tawakkul. And I'm not saying we must only, uh, you know, have what is necessary for the day. There's different levels in, in relation to that. But there is always, there should always be the contentment that if I don't have now, and I actually have a need tomorrow, and it's actually a need, that need will be fulfilled. Hmm. Allah is looking after me. You know, what really helps now to make this like, this concept stick, uh, at least for me it helps, is like, what is risk when like linguistically? Like, just like the word, when you hear the word risk, what, what comes to your mind? Like, if you kind of break it down, play with it a little bit or whatever. Sustenance. Sustenance. So what is sustenance? What you need to live. What you need to live. Okay. So could you then say that we somewhat sell risk short when we say that that is money? Of course. Definitely, right? Of course. So now hear me out. So you'd need, you'd need food. You'd need, I can take it in further in terms of what you need to live. Is you actually need air. You need blood flow within your body. Mm. You need, you need so many other things. That Allah shows you. Look here. This stuff I didn't even leave up to you. Let me give you a real example, right? I did this one thing in the mosque. So I said, everybody lift up your right hand. I lift up the right hand. So I was like, okay, everybody lift up your left hand. Like, lift up your left hand. Then I'm like, okay. Um, now I say, blink your eyes. All right, now they blink their eyes. Now I'm like, okay, stop thinking. Now they're like, I'm like, now stop thinking. Then I'm like, okay, stop breathing. Then I'm like, look here. Stop your heart from beating. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, let me just stop there. <laughs> we go down a path. I tell them, what did you realize now? You realize, then I tell them, move your right hand. I'm going to tell you to move your right hand, but don't move it. Then I say, move your right hand. And nobody moved the right hand. I say, lift up your right hand. Nobody lift it up. I say, let me show you. What I'm showing you here is there's certain limbs on your body now that you have complete control over. This hand here. This hand here. What you do with it, unless obviously if you have a medical condition, but what this hand does is what you doing with that hand. You have complete control of it. If that hand does nothing, that's up to you. If that hand does something, it's up to you. Then blinking. Allah gives you partial control over blinking. You know why? Because sometimes you can be so distracted na, that you actually forget to blink. What's going to happen to your eyeballs? So Allah says, you know what, my slave? If when you forget, I got you. Man. Right? Mm. So Allah gives you partial control. I tell him, blink, you can blink. But if you forget to blink, Allah got you. Man. Don't worry about it. And you know what? When you go to sleep, you're going to most definitely forget to breathe man, because you've been sleeping. Now is it like, you know what, my slave? I got you. Man. I'm going to make sure you breathe till the morning. Now you're like, look here, imagine we had to control all of our organs. Allah. Heart, kidney. Ki we malfunction in the first five seconds. Hmm. Now I was like, you know what, that heart needs to keep pumping. I can't leave it in your control. Definitely, I got you. Man. Don't worry about it. Imagine how the angels are laughing at, at us human beings. Like, check at these people trying to control, trying to, 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 to steer a car. Yeah, 100%. That, a car that's on uh, uh, a ship, that's on a bigger ship, that's on a freight, mm. you know, that Allah is in charge of. And we're like, oh, look, you must go this way. You must go that way, you know? Yeah. But look, okay, uh, a rapid fire question quickly for, for, for all of us, right? Uh, what would you advise your matriculant self 
who's about to start exams, who just started exams right now, Zachary. Okay, look, I was like super lazy, right? So I would have told myself, bro. Look here, look here, look here, wait, wait, wait. You know that you can't lie, no? No, I wasn't. It's not permissible to lie. You saw both nerds. No, look, alhamdulillah, I got, look here, maybe like, not like a, not like a, you know, like a nerd that was maybe being bullied or this or that. You saw... Look at me, you saw A students, stop fronting you. No, no, I'm not saying that I wasn't a good, uh, I didn't get good results. Alhamdulillah, I always got very good results. Right. Alhamdulillah. But I didn't have the best work ethic, I'll be honest about it. I didn't have the best work so, ethic. And you know, you know what that means? It means like, yeah, I got A's, I didn't manage to get that A plus. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I did get A plus, so alhamdulillah. <laughs> no, no, but, um, I, was, I was honestly now, because he's going to make people, you know, completely deluded into thinking that I was. In primary school and early high school, I was. And then I deliberately stopped working. Oh. <laughs> like seriously, I deliberately stopped working. Oh. I, anyway, that's another story for another no, time. I think for me, like... Uh, it was, advise, it was more, advise you matriculate yeah. self. It was more a bit of complacence uh, and things like that. But, you know, my advice that I would give to myself, always have sincerity in what you do. Make sure you're doing it for the sake of Allah. I'm not going to lie. When, you know, before writing an exam, I used to make a dua. Like you, 15 Allah minutes. Uh, and, and not the pious thing. My dua was actually, Allah, let me get good marks because it's going to make my mommy happy and to make your mommy happy is pleasing uh, to, to, to your Allah. But um, be sincere in what you do for the sake of Allah and put your best foot forward. And don't do it to have for one-upmanship. Don't do it to be better than others. Rather, empower them and Allah will empower you through that. No. Beautiful advice, Michelle. You were like on another level. I don't even want to... I want to stop, company, I wanna I stop saying such things. <laughs> okay, Ahmed, advise your... You, you finished matric in matric? Did you finish matric after after Hayf? No, I went back after Hayf, but I went back full-time into school. Okay, so advise... I went from grade 5 to grade 11 and then right. matric. Okay, Bismillah, so advise your... So I'm talking your, to myself. Matric, yes. My bro, stop lying to yourself. Be honest with yourself and do what you need to do. Prioritize... Make it happen. MashaAllah. You know what I would say? <laughs> it's going to sound weird, but I would say, yeah, do your best, but don't take yourself so seriously, man. You're still young. Yeah. Mm. Like, I'm serious. I, I would say oh, that. Oh, that's, like, that's a definite. That's uh, a definite. Look here. Life goes on after this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm and, telling and, you. And, and, and Maf, I would also say, like, uh, along with take, don't take yourself so seriously, is that um, these are your, you, you don't have any clue how young you are, man. And you're not going to be young forever. So I'm not saying continue doing the nonsense that you literally are doing right now. I'm saying um, enjoy your youth as youth should enjoy the youth, man. In a halal, in a good way. Leave mm. this other stuff that you think that you think is going to take you places and, mm. and make you do things. But uh, I, I, I disagree with putting so much pressure on our youth. Yeah. You, know? you see, the thing but, about But you, you can go through the journey man, without the pressure. Mm. I'm saying, look, Mullah Salim read the verse mm. about having a, uh, you know, a hayat on right? And, uh, you know, I actually spoke about this in Jumu'ah, like, I can't remember if it was last week or the week before, when it was, but the idea that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that through living Islam, we will have a good and wholesome life. Many of the, com uh, of the companions spoke about Islam coming to take you out of the Constrictedness, constrictedness of this dunya into the vastness of this dunya and of the akhirah. So I ask myself the question, do Muslims not face the same pressures that other people face? Now they do face the same pressures. Mm. So how is it that their lives are supposed to be comfortable mm. on a different level to everybody else's lives? How is it that they are supposed to be in the vastness of this dunya mm. as opposed to everybody else being in the you know of this dunya, the constrictedness and narrowness of the dunya? And for me, it's that not that you don't have the super, superficial pleasure, uh, uh, pressure, rather that that pressure is made so bearable by the knowledge that Allah is taking care of me. Wallahi. You know, that all I need to do is mm. I do my best, leave, and Allah does the rest. You know, I was telling, I was telling uh, someone the other day. <coughs> so uh, my daughter was like a bit worried about something, and then she was like, and then she came to me, and I was, then I said, look here, don't worry, I'm gonna sort it out. She was like, oh, okay, alhamdulillah, whatever. And like, just that, I said, now you know, na, that's me for my daughter, na, when she knew, yo, okay, Abi got this, man. Mm. Imagine, my bro, and Allah knows best, and walillahi al-mathalul a'ala, to Allah belongs the best of example. Mm. Imagine if you know, my bro, Allah got you. 
الله 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 I'm sure you've heard the story of Katerina. Yes, yes, yes. The climber. Let me tell the story just in case somebody didn't hear. So the climber is, is like coming down the mountain and then he gets stuck. Nightfall comes. He prays to God and he hears a voice that says, just cut the rope. And he's thinking to himself, no, man. How can I cut the rope? I'm going to like fall to my death and so on. And all night he's like fighting with himself. Cut the rope. Don't cut the rope. I can't do this. And then the next morning the rescuers find him hanging on the rope one meter from the ground. <laughs> All he needed to do was cut that up. Because in theory, it's easy to say. But let me give you a real-life practical example that I've faced, and I'm sure many other people face, that shows you how difficult it is. You're in a job. It pays well. It pays fairly well. But you're not happy. And you have a dream. You have a dream of doing your own little thing. But it doesn't have the security of a paycheck at the end of the month. So now you know you can't do both because you just simply can't. Uh, you've tried, you know, you've explored possibilities. You can't, you can't give due justice to both. You can try to make it work. Eventually you come to realize you're only really going to make it work if you cut the rope. But what it takes to cut that rope, to cut the security of that job, mm. to enter into your dream and really give it your all, that is when real tawakul comes to play. Mm. And I've seen in my own life Knowing full well, I can give you all bayan on tawakko and I can give you the ahadith and mashallah, yeah. you know, everything. But when push comes to shove, real tawakko is something, it's an act of the heart, not yeah. an act of the mind. And your heart must be in the right place, man. So I think another additional advice that I'd like to give my 16, 17 year old self is you need to improve your connection with Allah, man. Like, if you can just connect yourself with yeah. Allah, even just a little bit, right? Like Ahmed said, like, Allah will have your back. And if Allah's got your back... You know, they asked me, so we did most of the uh, series on the Ambiya now recently. <coughs> so they asked me with regards to Nabi Musa. So they're like, yo, now he's by the ocean. And Pharaoh is behind him. And he's there on the beach. And now, the, the help of Allah didn't come immediately. Now society is starting to question the people around him. And I'm like making this as a metaphor for society and people yeah. saying, you led us to our death. Da, 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 and they're accusing Nabi Musa of this and the other. They were like, yo, what was Nabi Musa then doing? I was like, he was by the beach. He was enjoying the view. I was like, you know. Yeah. And they're like, how can you, how can you be so calm, collected? They must be like, you know, and he's like, Ma'ya Rabbi Sayahdi. Mm. It's like in the midst of like where there's no way in front of you. And an army attacking from behind you. And society around you, ridiculing you and mocking you and putting so much pressure on you. You can be chilled and enjoy the view if you know. Look here, Allah is with me, man. So like, really, if you can like, you know, you go through school and school is like a journey where you make friends and everything and you form like lifelong buddies and all of that kind of thing. If you can come out of school time, really, and even if this exam is an impetus to that, or this exam is like the reason where you you find your connection with Allah under the pressure or whatever it may be. But if you can come out of this with Allah, then you come out with everything. Yeah. No. You know, one one advice that I always uh, try to give myself and to others as well is that, you know, measure expectations, every external expectation of you in light of Allah's expectation of you. So, for example, I may have, I have my parents. My parents have, may have expectations of me. I have friends. They may have expectations of me. I have a spouse. She may have an expectation of me. I have uh, children. They may have expectations of me. Society, expectations of me. Everybody has expectations of me. I may have expectations of myself. But, and if I give in to all of those expectations, I'll be tearing myself into pieces mm. to try and fulfill them. Mm-hmm. But if if I unify all expectations in what is Allah's expectation of me in relation to my parents? What is Allah's re- uh, expectation of me in relation to my spouse? What is Allah's relation, uh, expectation of me in relation to my siblings? What is Allah's re- uh, expectation of me in relation to my children? What is Allah's expectation of me in relation to society? What is Allah's expectation of me in relation to myself? Then 
everything is channeled through one source that promises wholeness. Whoever is concerned, that's the first part of the hadith, for whomsoever the akhirah is his concern, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Kafahu Allahu ma ahammahu. Oh, no, no, no. Let me just get the exact hadith clear. While you're doing that, I want to say uh, there's a lot of jewels coming out of this um, of this discussion, and uh, I think I, one thing that I want to just make sure every young man or woman knows, right, that I don't think is stressed enough. He said, yes, you should be making salah. Yes, you should be staying away from haram. Yes, you shouldn't have a boyfriend or girlfriend. Yes, you shouldn't be doing zina. But I don't want you to ever think. That because you're doing something wrong, you don't have the right to talk to Allah, ask Allah, or turn to Allah. Mm. That would be your biggest mistake. Yeah, yes, Hadith. Man kanatil akhiratuhammahu. For whomsoever the akhirah is his concern, meaning, and the akhirah is what attaining the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ja'alallahu ghinahu fi qalbihi. Allah places his wealth in his heart. Wa jama'alahu shamlahu. Allah gathers his affairs. وَأَتَتْهُ الدُّنْيَا وَهِيَ رَاغِمَةِ And the dunya will come to him despite it. Even if the dunya doesn't want to come to him, the dunya will come to him. وَمَنْ كَانَتِ الدُّنْيَا هَمَّهُ But for whomsoever the dunya is his concern. جَعَلَ اللَّهُ فَقْرَهُ بَيْنَ عَيْنَيْهِ Allah will make his poverty. What he doesn't have, Allah will place it between his two eyes. Mm. He won't be able to see past what he doesn't have. وَفَرَّقَ عَلَيْهِ شَمْلَهُ Allah will scatter his affairs. He'll be torn in every direction. وَلَمْ يَأْتِهِ مِنَ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا مَا قُدِّرَ لَهُ And nothing will come to him of this dunya except what is decreed for him. Words, What's the reference? Um, this hadith is from Tirmidhi. An Anas ibn Malik. That, that one part is, is, is dangerous. No? That look, you will not be able to see beyond what you don't have. Allah. And it's a common thing, man, that people, you, you're so focused na, by, by what you don't have that it distracts you from all of the favors Allah SWT has bestowed upon you. I make example of the grain of sand compared to the world, right? If you take a single grain of sand and you compare it to the entire world that's in front of you, right? What's the difference? It's not, you can't even compare the two. But if there's a grain of sand in your eye, you can't see the whole world around you. Ajay. Mm. Guys, I think, like I said, there's a, a lot of amazing jewels that came out um, of this of this segment. For the for the listeners, for the viewers out there, if you know young men, young women who are engaged in examinations or about to or just have been, share this with them. Maybe they can find some benefit there. In I think uh, I think I would have if I was me then. <laughs> but khair, um, I I I hope and pray that. Um, Allah grants you all the success that you want and that it's success that you want for the right reasons and that uh, it's success that will that will give you the contentment that you look for beyond even what your heart and mind can imagine. And that is not just because you also want to drive a nice BMW and live in, I don't know, Rondebosch East. And I don't know, uh, this, this, I mean, if you really think about the stuff we aspire to and then the Malaika who's like at the gatekeepers of Jannah just laughing at us like, is that really mm. what you're spending your efforts with? And, you know, we've got this waiting for you like you idiots, you know, <laughs> something mm. like that. Allah knows best. Um, any final words, 30 seconds each? Bismillah. Like I said, measure everybody or every other expectation like the expectation of Allah and know that Allah wants you to try your best. So even in your exams, put your best foot forward, help other people, but don't be overburdened by the pressure. No matter where you end up, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in control of the, the winds of uh, destiny. No. Yeah, I'd say, uh, yeah, subhanAllah, weather the storm with a smile. Whatever is happening right now, it's just the preparation for things that's going to come. Life's never going to be easy. There's always going to be, like Mona Zakaria said earlier, crunch times, difficult times, times when you must knuckle down, times when you must start to weigh expectations and everything and whatever it may be. And this is a trial period for that. This is a mm. teaching period for you learning how to go through future challenges. Everybody 
who's 10 years out of matric will tell you that was not just a little thing that you went through and I'm looking back thinking, oh, you think it's such a big deal? And yes, right now it is and it definitely is, but in the space of your entire life, it's a platform for you to learn how to face challenges in the future. So do it with Allah inside and inshallah ta'ala, you'll be able to weather it with a smile. I mean, inshallah, my final thought would be uh, dua. Allahumma la sahla illa ma ja'altahu sahla wa anta taj'alu al-hazna huzna idha shi'ta sahla. Oh Allah, there's no... There's, there's no ease except that which you make easy and you can make even grief, you know, turn into ease and prosperity. Um, you don't have to make that particular dua, but it's, it's one that you could make, right, to, to, to draw from Allah's mercy. If you, can I say that? If you can't learn the dua, no problem, just talk to Allah. Talk to Allah straight forward. Yeah, absolutely. Always, always. Which is like big variation. Or actually in more than 40, more than 40 seconds for the same amount. So, my thing was just like, is this like dependent on what? The small and big beans I get to what? How are you, Malana? I'm good, Alhamdulillah. Malana, since you can't make it to us, we thought we'll bring the podcast to you. Am I live on the podcast now? Yes, you. Well, we're not live, but you're sleeping like that, my bro. Yeah, look here, you were in here, so Zacharias now. Listen here. Yes, Bismillah. Pacha, how are you? What's up, Pacha? The Quran. MashaAllah. Beautiful answer. What's the, what's the talk on today? Um, well, this segment is just our guest where we're going to phone somebody. In each segment, I, that's something I threw out there, right? The guys didn't actually affirm it yet. We're still kicking off again, man. We, we, we off to a... Yeah, uh, to we, a, we're kind of chit-chatting, drinking tea and whatnot. But tell us, why aren't you here, man? We miss you. Yo, I'm working, man. Mashallah. It's a following me, yeah? Mashallah. Alhamdulillah. Allah grant you barakah in Plus, when you catch on nonsense, when you catch on nonsense in the Bosmore Sea, then you say, hey, do you good as we are? Make it rich. Make it rich. Okay, but so the but only thing that plays in my mind is eternal amal and uh, don't still stray. <laughs> don't still stray. But we will amri minkum. Just how you want. Yeah, man, yeah, and do it over and fix it. Allah, Allah. That's a very important thing to, to, to learn and to, to be able to do when it's necessary. MashaAllah. So, you so Salim, are you like becoming as pro with it as your dad? No, not as pro. But I mean, there's most naive skills here that the man need to must learn. No, but what I'm saying is like, so are you aiming like yesterday, for that? Hey? Are you aiming for that to like actually learn the trade or whatever? Yeah, that's what I was most not doing here all year. So I mean, learn how to do what needs to be done. I put it the door, my bro, a door handle. Tell me, what does your daddy think? What does your daddy think about the quality of your work? Uh, you will tell everybody I was... <laughs> but he tell everybody everybody else what he's the only one that can work properly so it's a, it's a high standard to, to be able to to work towards you know what I mean okay maybe and but Lukia, always a bit Lukia, uh, it's, a, it's a nice thing I like it I like it when I'm not saying Ulam I'm a hard labor but I, I like it when, when we have certain level of independence and mashallah Allah increase you so um are you going to batch it for us? Well, the lighting on you is like pretty bad now. Yeah, yeah, so now the boss is inside, lumming it out now. And then he sent his owner to come check here what we're doing here in the workshop. Tell it was that that was scaling that they... Um, hey, that's his mommy. Yeah, yeah, I did this. Switch on the small light. Switch on the small light. Let me just think, restarting, regathering, regrouping. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad. My head looks so. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. I'm going to come now. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. 
ഹൂലുബൈനുഷറൂൻ وَاتَّقُوا فِتْنَةً لَّا تُصِيبَنَّ الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا مِنكُمْ خَاصَّةً وَاعْلَمُوا أَنَّ اللَّهَ شَدِيدُ الْعِقَابِ وَاذْكُرُوا إِذْ أَنْتُمْ قَلِيلٌ مُسْتَضْعَفُونَ فِي الْأَرْضِ تَخَافُونَ أَنْ يَتَخَطَّفَكُمُ النَّاسُ فَآوَاكُمْ وَأَيَّدَكُمْ بِنَصْرِهِ وَأَيَّدَكُمْ بِنَصْرِهِ وَرَزَقَكُمْ مِنَ الطَّيِّبَاتِ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَشْكُرُونَ ഹൂനുമോല She called me and then I was the superior to Bacha and I'm going there again. Can, can we speak to her? Bismillah. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. At Zakaria speaking, we just wanted to say sorry for taking... Uh, oh, mashallah, Zakaria. How are you? Alhamdulillah. Zanti Kulsum. Zanti Kulsum is live on here. അബു <laughs> 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 Abu we wanted to know Mona Salim is like an excellent Hafiz but how is he as a worker? As a worker? Mm. Ah, he's improving eh? Mashallah. He's improving eh? Mashallah. Alhamdulillah. Yes. Can he hang there? Yes. Can he hang there? Can he hang there? Can he hang there? Yeah. Can he hang there? Can he hang there? Mashallah. I hope he takes good care of our uh, uncle and the business inshallah. Keep us in your eyes. Inshallah. Amin, inshallah. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I'll chat to you later. Okay, brother. Assalamualaikum. Assalamualaikum.